3: hey guys it's candace we really thought we'd have it all figured out by the time we're in our 30s but surprise we don't we're slightly directionally challenged and that's okay so welcome jump on in We're just going to all be slightly directionally challenged together. As you can tell, it's still just me on the microphone today. Kayla is on maternity leave, healing up with baby Jones. So let's all send her some love, her and her beautiful growing family. So yeah, you guys are just stuck with me today. And we will be also talking about some fun family stuff, really rooted in nutrition. I'm going to be honest. This is usually not my favorite subject matter to talk about, like because I, I love like the I love food. I, before I even plan a trip before I even book a flight to go to a city. I will already be on food blogs, researching the restaurants in which I can go eat at and then studying their menu to strategize like where I'm going to warm up with an appetizer, how I'm going to like really jump in with a solid entree, maybe two if it's a pasta situation and then how I'm really just going to just smother myself in dessert at the end. I love food. It doesn't mean that I don't love healthy food. I appreciate healthy food and also doesn't mean that every restaurant serves unhealthy my food. My point is that I'm usually pretty bad about talking about nutrition because I like to eat what I want to eat. But then I also recognize that maybe I don't always feel super great after every single meal, especially when I'm in mom mode. That is when I've noticed I have just been suffering. Like I, I've traveled to Italy a few weeks ago and it, I just am always fascinated by every time i've traveled in europe i've been very lucky to have many experiences where i've been through italy and france and, and many other european countries and just how how many markets there are how just you, you you taste their their foods and their fruits and their vegetables even though it's the same they just look different there's a different sheen it's just because they're all you know farmed in such a much lower at a lower rate. The food isn't as processed over there. The servings are a lot smaller. And so even though I was in Italy for a whole week and I was, you know, drinking wine and eating pasta and like these incredible like meats and salamis and an insane amount of bread, I mean, so much bread, guys, like a lot of gluten. And I felt fantastic. I felt great. And if I were to have that same, you know, dietary plan here in the States, I noticed that it's different and I don't feel as great. And so we are going to talk a little bit today um, with a couple who started their own business, um, all rooted in wanting to be able to eat things that they really love in a holistic, whole food, nutritious way. And I think that right now... You know, especially that we're all kind of coming out of our house more often. We're traveling a lot more. We're, you know, going back into restaurants. Not only that, we're actually like back in the farmer's market. I mean, in Tennessee, I am in full on farmer's market mode. And not only do I have the luxury of being able to go to just, there's farmer's markets all the time here. Whereas someone who eats meats, you know, a lot of the meat is from a local farm just within 30 minutes away. All of these fruits and vegetables are all seasonal, being grown on farms within, you know, a 30-minute drive. So I've really been taking into consideration, you know, where the food that I am eating or purchasing is from and even getting to know some of these vendors at the farmer's markets better and, and getting to hear a little bit about, you know, why... That that why they're bringing that product in, or why you know why they want to share this cut of meat, you know what makes it you know healthy or significant, or even the soups that are being made there. It's really made my you know role as kind of like putting food on the table for my kids. It's starting to make me think that I need to take a step back and and really. Maybe invest a little bit more time in the the quality of food that I'm making as opposed to just the quantity of meals that need to end up on the table every day. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I feel all of those same things, Candice, and also are slightly concerned because I'm kind of all over the place and maybe caffeinated a little bit too much, then you know what, jump on in. We've got a great episode for you today. We are gonna be talking with Madeline and Paul Hughes. They are the co-founders of Keep It Delish, a honey-sweetened chocolate bar company that is looking to build awareness and eliminate all refined sugar. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Madeline and Paul Hughes. And we are back with Madeline and Paul Hughes, co-founders of Keep It Delish. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on Directionally Challenged today. I just want to get right into some of the nuts and bolts and chocolate of what we'll be discuss- discussing today. It, I Obviously, this is all kind of rooted in you know, refined and unrefined. What is, What is sugar? Like, what is sugar? What is refined sugar? What is honey sugar? What is fruit sugar? What is sucrose? Like, what we hear about sugar so much when it comes to health and diet and nutrition. And can you just kind of give us an overview of what different kinds of sugar exist in the foods that we eat?
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So sugar is a naturally occurring element That comes from all foods. Fruit, obviously, most people know of fructose. That is the main one that comes from like fruit, fruits and vegetables. So, the main thing that we try to empower people on and educate people on is the difference between whole food sweeteners and processed and refined sugars and sweeteners. And so, sugar comes the traditional sugar comes from cane sugar. And most industries pull that from the plant. They um, boil it down, they take the sap from the flowers actually, and they boil that down into a thicker sap. They pretty much evaporate all the water from it. And once it's turned into like a thick molasses feel, they will then dehydrate it and process it down Impulse it until it's like a fine sugar that you're used to seeing in traditional stores. Coconut sugar stays that way, which is obviously from the palm. So coconut sugar, that's where that stops. Whereas white sugar, cane sugar, the traditional, um, quote unquote, bad for you sugar, then is moved into another process when that is... Um, Refined even further. And so it's processed down even thinner. And then it's also bleached. And the reason manufacturers bleach it is so that it looks pretty in your cakes and cookies and chocolate and all of that. And so, natural sugars, what we use is honey, and that is a whole food sweetener. It's a whole food sugar that is literally extracted from the beekeeping. And we use raw, unfiltered honey. And so there's no processing within that. I mean, obviously, they'll work it through and pull out any like pieces of the honeycomb or the plant or the flower from it. But ultimately, it's just as raw as it can be. And the difference between a whole food sweetener and a processed or refined sweetener is that the whole food sweeteners, your body recognizes as an actual food. Whereas refined and processed sugars or sweeteners are looked at as foreign. And so your body doesn't necessarily know what to do with them.
3: It doesn't know how to digest them, I would assume, most of the time.
4: Yeah, for sure. It causes a bunch of inflammation, which is why we see so many different health conditions, things like cancer, reproductive issues, Yeah.
2: yeah,
4: autoimmune issues, all of those things stem from using the traditional sugar so
2: that's- or processed food i mean we don't just always blame it on sugar but process or processed food these are things that are highly inflammatory and we wanted to create something that was really good for you and tasted epic so <laughs> i'm sure you probably taste it i hope
3: i don't ever ever ask this so please let me know i'm like i'm like this is such a rude question but it does apply to the conversation we're having how old are you guys <laughs>
2: Good question. So we, we met <laughs> under some really crazy conditions. I, I was married and had a eight year old daughter and my wife decided that she didn't want the family life anymore and literally walked out and left and we moved down to Myrtle Beach. So to, came down here and was bartending at a Carabas and met my lovely wife at the age of twenty one and I was forty. And now I am forty eight and she is twenty nine.
3: <laughs> so what I was asking is which is also congratulations I love seeing love because I just remember and maybe y- you would remember Paul uh, just the 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 like diet fads and trends of the 90s and the early 1000s that were so that kind of really shifted into this mindset of like cutting fat, no fat, everything's low fat, fat free. And then all of a sudden, this extreme shift in the thousands where it was like, only eat fat, only eat bacon, only eat, it's like, low carb, high fat, and just these really extreme kind of diet trends we were putting our bodies through. And, you know, and I bought them into them like hook, line and sinker. I mean, I tried the grape nuts thing. I remember Slim Fast of the 90s, like so icky, icky. But it is interesting to me that, you know, we've obviously seen portion control just get out of control in our specifically here in the United States, but not realizing that these kind of like diet trends and and fads essentially also started shaping the way that, you know, foods that we thought to be considered healthy for a period of time, it's really the manipulation of the nutrition label, where even though something would be on the front of a box saying like low fat, so healthy, the reality is, is that it would just be so high in these, you know, kind of fake sugars to make it tolerable to eat. And so I think that that's such an interesting element of how we've, you know, where maybe we could, you know, it's like, this is why we can't have nice things. It's like you can have some really wonderful like chocolates or cakes everywhere. You know, you can have these little sugars, but then they started to get manipulated and manipulated and manipulated over decades and decades and decades. Is there anything that you guys have realized in, you know, before we kind of dive in into why you wanted to create Keep It Delish, but that you started to recognize in reading labels or in the way you were preparing food, especially. Especially as parents, you guys have, you know, a a large family. Did this start before you were expanding your family? Is this something that you noticed with your own health at a young age? When did you kind of start realizing like, whoa, what am I putting in my body right now?
2: I mean, what really helped me, she was a blessing in disguise for me. She became a, a certified nutritionist about five years ago. And before that, I was a steak, mac and cheese, mashed <laughs> potatoes with gravy, every other meal, thinking that if I filled me and my daughter up, I was healthy. But then as the years went by, when you get those love handles to getting a little older, you realize that maybe these things aren't too healthy. And so when she became a nutritionist, I think that's when I started really turning over the back of the label, looking at it, because she was every time we went out, you know, kind of go as an example. And I noticed that everything has sugar. And I struggle with a uh, uh, hiatal hernia, which gives me acid reflux really bad. So I can't drink. I can't eat processed foods. If I do, I'm eating a 1,000 roll a day. So that was why I started, because I, I turned my life around when she did, when she wanted to really focus on nutrition more. I was never the, that guy to really do that. And that's where it began for me.
4: Keep It Delish really did start. It's been years in the making. And it's because we started having a family. I have endometriosis. And so sugar is like the main thing that I can't have in my body. And it causes a lot, it caused us a lot of fertility issues. So one thing that I noticed when I was going through my holistic nutrition schooling is that sugar likes to hide in everything. And a lot of companies are greenwashing, which is something that, We are very passionate about, you know, educating our customers on is the topic of greenwashing. What they're doing is putting on the back of your label, it'll say like brown rice syrup or, you know, molasses is another one people think is healthy-ish, but not really. The biggest one is coconut sugar. Coconut sugar is something that has kind of shifted and a lot of people think is healthier alternative when in reality it's created the same exact way that cane sugar is it does not have any of the health benefits that they claim it to be people say that there's trace minerals in it and fiber which is accurate i'm not going to villainize it completely but the amount of minerals and vitamins and inulin which is the fiber that they are referring to that are hidden within the coconut sugar you would have to eat an immense amount of whatever treat you're eating in order to reap the benefits of the coconut or of the the minerals and the fiber which is fine but then that's going to cause a whole bunch of inflammation into your body and then from there your body won't be able to even be receptive to the nutrients and the vitamins and minerals that are found within it because it's in such a high inflamed state. So.
3: Now I know I have friends of mine that that also suffer from endometriosis. So I know a little bit more about it, but just in case there is someone who's listening that doesn't know what that word means or thinks that it just means you have a painful heavy period, can you maybe explain a little bit more about what endometriosis is because I feel like it's sometimes we don't stop and really think about what like the actual effects of that d- disease is.
4: Yeah, for sure. And that's really thank you for Giving me the opportunity for that because endometriosis is affecting one in four women now. It's all about environmental toxins and the foods that we're putting into our body. So essentially, what it is is when the lining of your uterus it sheds every month when you have you know menstrual period, and it gets caught in other pockets and grows on other organs of your body. So it's not completely shedding out, and it forms growths and cysts, and it causes you know a whole slew of symptoms main ones being bloating uh gi issues really painful periods um infertility you know all of those things so miscarriages miss yeah miscarriages it's it's a rough one and a lot of women are experiencing it and it goes undiagnosed which is really
3: scary we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back in just a minute
1: Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
5: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate. Every mom in your life, every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get fifty percent off your first card at Moonpig.com.
1: Moonpig.com.
5: This is Paige,
1: the
0: co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you.
3: And we're back. And did you feel uh, when you did start practicing as a holistic nutritionist and, and changing your diet? I mean, I, I, I would assume you kind of were probably already eating pretty healthy before this if you went down a path of becoming a holistic nutritionist. But did you feel the did you feel positive effects? And I know everybody is different. What works for one person doesn't always work for another person. But just so that everyone, I think, has the options and, and education of what other possibilities are out there. Did you start to notice a difference?
4: Yeah, for, I definitely did. I will be honest, when I first finished my schooling, I jumped on the bandwagon of the trends that were happening. But what I found was the main thing that helped me with my symptoms and just makes me feel amazing is just sticking to a whole foods diet. So, you know, whether you Eat animal protein, whether you're vegan, any type of diet that you follow, you can do it the healthy way or the unhealthy way. You know, you've all, everyone's heard of like the junk food vegan. Just because it says plant based, just because it says vegan, does not mean that it's healthy for you. So sticking to as close to whole foods as possible, pretty much shopping on the outside room of the grocery store, all in my opinion, Most everyone's symptoms for any condition that they have will quickly fall away if they focus on that. And then that also helps with, you know, the mindset and the mind shift and the emotional part of eating as well, because you're not sitting there focusing on, you know, being so rigid with your diet. Consuming whole foods in abundance can be really beautiful for your
2: health. And another super positive thing, if you don't want me jumping in on this and being very transparent with our lives, we struggled through four miscarriages because of endometriosis. We know it. And when she changed her life and changed her diet and I did, positive result was that we started making all these babies we have behind us. <laughs> and so, you know, not just the health benefits personally, but it allowed us to conceive by the way we changed our diets and started eating plant-based and whole foods. And that was a major positive for us too, obviously.
3: Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. And I'm so sorry what you guys have had to experience, but I'm also just, you guys, to see that you guys had such incredible results with the changes that you made is it's a blessing. That's an incredible thing. Okay. So out of all of the in whole foods, when you say whole foods, I really just want to make sure that it's understood, like, because you're even which I appreciate because not everyone you don't it's saying you don't have to be a vegetarian or a vegan if that's not the road path for you. But I'm assuming when you say whole foods, you mean like knowing where you're getting your knowing where the meat or the fish or any sort of animal byproduct you're getting like knowing where it comes from if you know where it's farmed if you know it's not being injected with dyes to make the salmon look more pretty if you are able to probably shop organic or even if if you're not able to just really trying to take the time to get vegetables and fruits and just and, and beans and just whole foods that you know what they are and they haven't been manipulated to be something else correct right. that's exactly it mm-hmm.
4: yeah whole foods meaning As close to nature as possible. They Mm -hmm. haven't gone through any type of processing or anything. I mean, with the exception to like grains, legumes, whole grains, obviously there's a little bit of milling involved in that, but other than that, yeah.
3: Okay, so then now we're going to jump right into it because I can obviously convince my six-year-old like, hey, honey, mommy's got chocolate for you and it's really good for you. Like, that's an easy sell. But I have such a difficult time as a mom. I've got a six-year-old and a -a one-and-a-half-year-old and trying to, like, efficiently cook for them in, in a way that they're also going to like what they're eating that isn't chicken fingers or french fries or mac and cheese or a burger. My six-year-old loves a burger. Like I, you know, I just, and the snacks and it's just really easy to just toss a bunch of like pita chips and pretzel chips in a bag as opposed to pre-slicing all this stuff at six in the morning before camp. You guys have, how you said four kids, correct? <laughs> yeah. I mean- How do you is there like some bartering going on? Are you like are you decorating the food into like cute little animals? Like what what are we are these like bento boxes of healthy whole foods like or or do you guys just have these magical unicorn children that are like, yay, I love kale. Like, can you what what do how do I convince and manipulate and trick my children into eating some delicious whole foods so that I can eat them, too? (laughs)
2: <laughs> well we have an advantage because when we had these kids like you you hear people say if you never had a if you have a black and white tv and you never had a color tv you're not missing anything well kind of goes that way with our children i mean we they grew up from the beginning eating whole foods and healthy foods they don't know any different well i mean
4: well, let's, be, let's be real though my our oldest well my oldest yeah um our one of our, our my yeah. she started school this year so she knows what pizza is now she knows what cheese things are I don't want to say brands I don't know if we're allowed to do that oh no
3: it's okay I'm literally battling the somehow my daughter figured out what I used to eat when I was a kid and it's still around fruit roll-ups the ones that tattoo your tongue that's all she wants she's like mom did you know about these fruit roll-ups that tattoo your tongue? I was like, yes, I do. And I ate them. And no, we're not. And she's like, well, you know, Susie Q in the classroom, like eats them every day. And I'm like, oh, yeah. gosh. Oh,
4: no, no. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Honestly, the the big thing that
4: we do, we're not perfect. And our kids, mm-hmm. like, they have pizza parties and, you know, have the cake and the cookies and all of that we can control what we eat at home and if they want to have a treat or if we all indulge in something as a family we have learned that teaching them how to be really in tune with their body is the best blessing because my our 5-year-old and now even our 3-year-old they'll start eating like cake or ice cream at a party or something and they'll be like a few bites in and be done because they know that it's going to upset their tummy. That's pretty much.
2: So so to kind of answer your question still, like it was an easier process for us. It's kind of like the opposite. We weren't trying to convince them to eat whole foods after going from a processed food diet. Uh, Someone that wants to change their kid's ways, it was was kind of the opposite where they ate really well. And if they ate bad, they could feel it. And and, and I've seen, and, and I have so much sympathy for families that are going from, traditional american diet to a whole food diet god bless them because i know it's difficult tell anyone out there stick with it it normally takes about six months to kind of clean their palate to where if you eat foods like this it tastes so good once you get past it you have to get past that hump and over that hump of all you know is Chick-fil-A, I don't know if I can say that, but or any other kind of brand out there, you know, I, I, all, all, all you know is that. I, I, I hope that answers your question anyway.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, that makes sense. I mean, it's with any habit. And also, it's the same thing, I would assume, as like, you know, being addicted to the, just caffeine and coffee. It takes a while for your body to r- rid yourself of that craving. And I think sugar is probably the hardest. I mean, what's funny is like, even I'll notice, even if I'm, you know, in a rhythm on like vacation or just like a nice, you know, kind of traveling beat where you're just drinking more wine than usually. And, and then I will, it's not necessarily even the wine. I'll realize that like, I'm just craving the sugar. Like at that point in the night where I'm like, not, on a trip having wine with dinner, I'm just craving like a bite of ice cream or candy. And I'm like, gosh, it's the sugar. So it totally makes sense that it takes a while for your palate to kind of reset itself. But then now I wanna dive into, why did you choose a chocolate bar?
2: This woman is in the kitchen all the time, and that's not by choice. She's just always trying to come up, come up with something new for the kids. It's unbelievable, and I'll never forget it. It was about five months ago. We were in there. She's always making treats, and she brought this chocolate bar out to me because she was trying to make a treat for the kid, and she brought it out, and it tasted epic. And I went, babe, do you think people would really want to eat this, like scale this company and do something like this or scale a company? this? She said, yep. And that's how it really started. I know it's a quick story on that, but she's always making some kind of good taste and healthy treat. And she just hit it. She just hit it with the chocolate. And you'll know it when you hit when you, when you eat it, that something like this, you normally, when you hear healthy or natural, there's something about, it, there's a catch. It's not going to taste quite as good or whatever. But this woman has created this bar that tastes so epic. And I can't wait for you to try it. Cause then you'll be able to test to it. It's unbelievable. And that's how we started it. She was just fooling around in the kitchen and it just turned into something big.
4: Well. One day, I was just messing around making chocolate for everyone. We actually we noticed that the chocolate bars that we were getting prior not only were like eight dollars a bar, and we live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, so eight dollars a bar for a bar of chocolate is really it's that's quite insane. expensive. Yeah,
2: that's insane. Anywhere it should be. Huh? Yeah,
4: I guess. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Even the money aspect aside. Our kids would eat it, and it was supposed to be a healthy chocolate bar. Our kids would eat it, and they were freaking nuts. Like, right before bed, you know. <laughs> so it was like, what What can we do that I can still satisfy my children and myself and my husband's sweet tooth without, like, hurting our health and pulling everyone's hair out because the kids are crazy? And so I just started fooling around in the kitchen, and we found that we started using honey honey is a beautiful sweetener, natural sweetener. We keep our chocolate raw. So, and the honey that we use is local and it's raw and unfiltered. And so all of the health benefits to the raw honey are still intact in our bars. So you're getting the antiviral properties, antibacterial, antifungal. And then it's another reason why I chose it actually is because it's really good for women that have hormonal issues, endometriosis, postpartum, even pregnant, because the calcium absorption within honey helps with people that have anemia or have low iron. And so we started using honey. And I I figured out the the technique with it. And it's really hard to make chocolate with honey because that sweetener is so heavy. And it when it sets, if you don't get it the proper amount and tempering involved, it sits on the bottom. And when you pull your bars up from the mold, it looks horrendous. And so we did, I will say that we almost used coconut sugar because we made another bar using coconut sugar and it was delicious. It still tasted really, really good, but there was just like something in us and we were just like, we're going against everything Everything. if we that we believe in we won't be doing anyone a, a service by helping their health if we continue forward with the coconut sugar and so we stuck with honey and he figured out the perfect combination and we figured it out so thank goodness for that but
2: and they taste epic like I think they really are
3: no i think that really is what we you know, hopefully a direction that we continue to go in, you know, I, who knows the direction the world is going in these days. It's a, it's, but even if I feel like there are finally maybe some smaller farmers markets popping up, you know, it's more, it's not as non-traditional to find a local farmer's market and go to it. You know, people are, I I think, especially this younger generation, paying attention to what they're putting in their bodies, why they're putting it in their bodies, especially when it's rooted in nutrition and food.
2: Well, it's funny. It's funny you bring up farmer's markets. I go to them all the time now. We try to bring a lot of local awareness as our e-commerce business is growing. And I can't, I'm so impressed with the generation of like 16 to 23, 24, right around there now. They have so much knowledge. And when they come up and they're like, we've been looking for something like this forever and it's not out there. So I just don't eat chocolate and we have it. And then the other demographic, our other target audience that we never thought would be are 55 plus people with diabetes. Yeah. I would say that probably 80% of our business now is from people with diabetes, I have this woman, and I hate to talk your ear off, but I have this woman that is a little overweight, and she has type 2 bite diabetes, multiple times taking insulin a day. She believed me that there was no sugar in this, because if there was, it would probably kill her. She ate a whole bar, and when she did, her blood sugar point, it went up one point when she ate it. So that really proved a lot to us that we have something that was healthy, and that people that are younger that are eating, even older that are eating now, not just the younger generation.
0: We're going to
3: take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. That's the
0: sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is
4: everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com retail 23. Shopify.com retail 23.
3: back how do you go about starting a a small batch business especially nowadays i mean in this you know anything kind of post-covid world i think there's already been like shipping delays you know not to mention even right now just with a lot of inflation of trying to get you know products or anything that you would need to essentially make a product when did you what what have you guys learned in starting a small business together especially as a married couple where did you go right where did you go wrong i'm always fascinated by you know the shark tank element of like you know the the early beginnings of a business and its trajectory and how it's getting on its own two feet
2: did you want to start that no i didn't I mean, for us, I think we jumped too quick on the logo and and we assumed too quick of who we thought our target audience was going to be. So we originally had our company as Keep It Delish and our logo was Kid, thinking that moms would love, we just assumed that moms would love this for their children and dads would love this for their children. So I think we we, we assumed the wrong target market to start. That was a big mistake that we made. And then probably assuming some flavors that we thought would work that didn't, Besides not, that nothing really that hard about it. getting going there really well was just i mean a lot of labor
4: we do we i think one thing is we live like i said in myrtle beach south carolina and so if we were to launch this in california Ooh. or in new york Ooh. or somewhere that's more progressive health forward it probably would have taken off a lot sooner And maybe we wouldn't have needed to go to the farmer's markets to get the word out because people would just trust it right away, right?
3: Or I will also say you could have been in an oversaturated market in which they actually weren't looking for the products because that can happen as well. For
4: sure. For sure. We are so blown away by the response of South Carolina. Um, Yeah. Yeah, people are looking for this. Paul is the one that does the farmer's markets most of the time because I'm with the kids and doing the back end stuff for the business. And he said that there's so many people, countless, countless customers coming up to him saying, thank you so much. Like Myrtle Beach needed something like this. And so that's super encouraging that we are just helping people get knowledgeable and educated on this type of movement that we're starting to see within the food industry and you know more health conscious people.
2: And that's why we try to get on these platforms because it's very difficult to sit there and pitch to people all day. I find myself going to a nutrition class just to sell a bar. Seriously, because I'm telling them why honey over sugar. Or how it metabolizes different in your body. And I'm not even a nutritionist. I just get this information from my wonderful wife. It takes a lot of education because most people just don't know. You touched on it in the beginning when you're asking our ages about these fads that come out and natural tasting flavors are on the boxes and everybody jumps on it. And I think most people are just prone to that. They're just used to that. And so it take, it does take a lot of education. That's why we're grateful to be on platforms like this.
4: Well, the sad thing is, and that's one of our mission, is to empower people. Because most people are working nine to five jobs, have a whole bunch of kids. They've got soccer on the weekends, traveling around, especially now with, you know, I mean, luckily things are loosening up with COVID. But when COVID was, a, you know, more prominent, it was really hard for people to, Find the time to educate themselves. And so they're blindly trusting these companies and these brands that are, I'm sorry, but giving them false advertisement. And it's not fair. People don't have the time to honestly read the back of an ingredients label and know every single ingredient and where its origin is and what it means and what it does to their body. And so they are putting their trust into the brands that they're purchasing from. And so that is something that we are very transparent about, our ingredients and where we source them, because it's you can't really find that much anymore.
3: It's also just always nice to have a personal connection with and like that's my favorite thing about going to a farmer's market or even just smaller grocery stores and and if someone is there to say oh yeah let me tell you about this incredible farm down the street I mean I feel very fortunate living in Tennessee right now that so much of what is right there in front of me at a lot of smaller markets not even just the farmer's market but even locally in the grocery store are are essentially from the local farms within you know a third minute radius from where I live and it I love that so much and when you do get that personalized experience of going to a farmer's market and you're meeting the ranchers who take care of you know the cattle and can tell you about their process and so you know when you're or you are meeting the man who is selling his wife's bread and, and the soup that she makes in big batches I you know it definitely it it, when you're eating it, you feel the love that it's made with, and that's what I hear when you guys describe, you know, your chocolate bars. And I think that that is something that is lost. I mean, I when when the whole world shuts down and everyone is scared, and one of the things that goes kind of that you couldn't buy temporarily was a sourdough starter. I mean, <laughs> there's something to be said. about just what that means for for you know people and humanity of just like they wanted to just feel that like comfort of baking and warmth and you know something that maybe their grandmother would have made it was a very magical thing so I can hear the love that you guys have for that they're more these are more than just chocolate bars that they're truly made with love what else like just just You know, in going back to holistic nutrition and whole foods, and especially because I think that is the number one hurdle that a lot of people have to jump over is if they're just kind of taking care of themselves, that's already difficult enough working and trying to get you know, a healthy whole meal, especially financially, how expensive it can be to shop just for whole foods these days, unfortunately. But for any family or like parents that are listening, I think that's usually the struggle is when you have so many different kids, everyone maybe has a different, you know, dietary taste, or you're just so burnt out and you just need to kind of toss food in front of them. You know, are in your like panic weeks and your weeks where you're feeling overwhelmed, what are some really, you know, good whole food, nutritious, easy, Meals or meal plans that you usually apply to your family before your kids probably are begging you to try all your new chocolates that you're making.
4: It's funny because I actually used to work for a company a few years ago where I coached parents on transitioning their kids to a whole foods diet. And some of the main things, takeaways from my family that we use, really helped them as well. If you can hide I, I hate saying hide foods from your kids because we want them to be involved in everything. But, you know, sometimes you have to do what you have
3: to do. I mean, if I'm hiding dollar bills under the pillow, pretending that a tooth fairy put it there, then I will hide some freaking chickpeas and kale in a, in a fritter.
4: <laughs> right. Exactly. Thank you. OK, so you get it. <laughs> you do get some of the, the people that don't agree with that. But We're there with you. But yeah, if you can chop pasta, what kid doesn't love pasta? So making the switch from a, a regular traditional pasta to a more protein-filled, a plant-based, plant yeah, protein-rich. But there's some
2: pastas out there that are made with chickpeas. Um, definitely a, a better alternative to yeah. a flour-based pasta because it doesn't inflame you. Um, it also
4: has protein in it. Yeah, And most of the time, they're a lot more easily digestible for especially kids. The best brand that we have found that tastes the best, that kids can't really tell the difference, is Bonza, which is a chickpea, and Jovial has a really good brand, and that's brown rice pasta. Something like that, if you're looking at the meals that you're eating every day, look at them and think, how can I make this more nutrient-dense? So it's not necessarily changing the meals, changing the snacks, it's what can I add into them? To make them more dense so with that pasta you could make the switch to a chickpea pasta you could chop up really finely some spinach or some kale and throw it in the sauce you could use
2: almond flour in your cookies instead of regular flour Mm -hmm. things like that small transitions and those are small battles that are won every day with A lot of the parents that we meet that are trying to transition their kids to a more whole food diet is using those small things to make a difference and transition because they still love the taste of chocolate and you can help hide it that way.
3: Are there any other easy, like just, like, are there freezer things that you guys like? I know that that's pretty tough to navigate, or even if you have to pre-make them and then freeze them, because I think that that's especially... I, I just for any parent that has multiple kids, especially in sports, where you pick them up from school and then they're there till like six o'clock and then you get home, but everyone needs dinner and then everyone needs to be in bed by 730. And you're like, wait, so I'm supposed to cook a whole meal, clean a whole kitchen, get everyone fed, read a whole book, do all the children and then wake up at 6 a.m. to do it all over again. I think that's where it starts to just get really, really difficult.
2: I think you have to prioritize what you want. I mean, honestly, I mean, it does take effort. I'd say if there was one if you even call it that, but I guess in this, we're so consumed with so many things that we do. Sometimes it does become arduous to have to cook every day. But I would say that was more, it's the biggest challenge of eating healthy the way that we eat and a lot of people do as it does take preparation.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you're right. Making a, a, a vegan or a, veg, a vegetable based chili. That we can freeze and just thaw out and let them eat, which tastes incredible. Same kind of spices, things like that that are super healthy for you, but it does take preparation and time. And it isn't a quick uh, fix, uh, fast food or a pizza, which I love, don't get me wrong. But
4: the beautiful thing is there are things like soups, um, stews, chilies, things like that that you can make in bulk. And then you can freeze separated in little different compartments and containers. So that way, when you are in a bind, you have that in your freezer to pull from. Another thing we do is like really dense, like nutrient dense muffins. Could do something like that and freeze those. Or even our favorite thing to do when our kids go back to school for breakfast is pancakes. And we make them in bulk on Sundays and then we freeze them. And you can throw in some flax seeds, some hemp seed in there. Banana, yeah, and it's
5: it can be super
4: nutrient dense, and you can freeze it and in bulk ahead of time, and throw it in the freezer. And just getting as close to whole foods as possible. So, for example, today we had a crazy day with our kids, and we just had wraps. We just got like organic tortilla wraps, and threw on some. You can do hummus and avocado with some hemp seeds and you know some veggies if you already have that in your fridge if you do animal protein you can throw on some animal protein wrap that sucker up and there you go take that thing with you you know the freezer muffins that you made last week
3: I appreciate you saying it just takes time because it is, especially nowadays, we, we, the way in which I think a majority of their people are gathering their information is obviously not only online, but on social media. So you can watch a whole recipe and a whole meal being made in a 15 second clip. And it, and then you're like, oh, I can whip that up later tonight, not realizing that like 30 45 minutes of just chopping everything so thank you for just admitting that yes this does take time but if you think about you know the priorities and how we want to dedicate our time you just kind of have to make sure that this is if this is important to you to prioritize it and that's kind of the shift that I'm starting to make because it it, because you do you just have to say, okay, this is what I'm doing today. I'm going to stock some stuff up in the freezer. I know all about those kinds of freezer muffins. And it does make a difference in the long the long run when you can do that. Now, where can our, we've talked about your incredible chocolate bars. Where can our listeners buy them if they do not live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina? Um, tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about Keep It Delish and maybe order a few of their own boxes of chocolate.
4: Yeah, you can find us uh, at KeepItDelish.com, or you can go to our Instagram page. It's at keep it delish chocolate. We do a lot of fun education. We're getting our feet wet with reels, so don't laugh at us with those. That's a hard You're thing. Doing a good job. It's it's hard to there. keep up with.
2: Give yourself some credit. We're doing really well, <laughs> and we try to keep it really simple. We have a two two bar pack, and we have a five bar pack. Selling one bar, the shipping, like you brought up early, is is so rough that you're going to be spending, you know, four, four, 450 on the bar, and then you're going to spend four four fifty for shipping. And so we try to make it more worth it. So when someone goes on there, come on, buy a couple bars. You can pick which ones you want or buy the five pack. You can pick which ones you want to get a little sampler pack. That's where they can get them. and They can customize them any way they want. Just message us first.
4: And we do have really fun flavors right now as well. We have a s'mores bar.
2: This girl created a s'mores (laughs) bar. Let me just tell you this. It's a vegan plant-based marshmallow that she created that tastes exactly like a marshmallow. It has the same consistency as a marshmallow. Then she went out and worked all day in the kitchen on creating a graham cracker that's gluten-free, no sugar with honey that sweetens it. I just made a hundred of these this morning (laughs) and they are epic. I mean, I'm serious. I don't just say that because I'm trying to get sales here. They're unbelievable. Then we have a mint, we have a lemon with coconut, which will blow your doors off. People are like, lemon and coconut with chocolate? Don't knock it till you try it. It's amazing. And then we have an OG and we had a peanut, but we got rid of the peanut because we want to be able to serve everyone. And we've had a lot of people reach out to us to say, unless you can guarantee it, this could kill my kid. And so th- those are the four flavors we have right now.
3: That's incredible. I mean, Paul, you started at Carabas, Now you're here. Like, look at <laughs> what a journey.
2: I love what a I journey. not my experience, but I'm glad where I am now. <laughs> I business, so, yeah.
3: Paul, um, Madeline, thank you guys so much for joining me today and, and just for sharing with our listeners a little bit about how they can um, incorporate Whole Foods into their lives and into their family's lives and also how they can keep it delish. Thank you guys so much. Thank, thank
0: you. Candace. Have a
3: good day. Well, at least I feel somewhat relieved knowing that it just takes time that, you know, Madeline and Paul don't have this like magical sorcery of being able to marry Poppins or Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like a healthy meal for all of their children that are just obsessed with kale and chickpeas. Like you you do have to teach your children and coach them and sometimes trick them into eating healthy food. And above all that, it just takes time and commitment to really providing whole meals, for your family. Madeline and Paul, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Again, their company, Keep It Delish. It's a honey-sweetened chocolate bar company. You guys can order these chocolate bars online. I mean, how delicious does that s'mores bar sound? Get on it. It's the perfect sweet treat for summer that's also going to keep you feeling good and healthy. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode of Directionally Challenged. Please take care of yourselves. We'll have an all-new episode next week.
5: Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Produced by Melissa D. Mons. Edited by Diane King. Post-production
3: sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with Acast.